Blog Talk Radio. Everyone and welcome to tonight's special edition of the Cheapest Meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. My name is Brian Bosarge. Uh, we got a very great uh, special show for you tonight. We're going to be talking in just a few minutes with New Mexico State uh, Safety Ron LaForce, a 2019 NFL Draft prospect. But we want to tell you right now about uh, what's going on at DeepFriedDraft.com. Position rankings updated. Top 100 updated. New mock draft, first mock draft of the year dropped the other day. So go to DeepFriedDraft.com. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast and check that out, uh, we think you'll enjoy that over there. But right now we're going to bring him in. He is the – we're going to bring in now the uh, two-year starting safety for the New Mexico State Aggies. He is Ron LaForce. Ron, thanks for joining me tonight on The Cheapest Meal. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. Happy to be on here. Ron, uh, we're both from the same neck of the woods, man. I mean, I'm Cody and born and raised. You're Bayou Battery, Irvington, born and raised. So uh, I got to know, what, what was it like being raised down in South Mobile County? Uh, another good experience is, you know, I feel like, you know, just coming from down there, at an early age, you know, you figure out hard work is what's going to get you, you know, somewhere in life. And, uh, you know, that's that's not easy to come by, especially, you know, with other kids. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm biased or anything, but a lot of kids don't know hard work, you know, from a very early age. I know kids come from rough backgrounds, but, you know, from an early age, I just knew hard work was going to get me somewhere, and I feel like it's got me where I am today. So you you feel definitely that your uh, upbringing down down that way has had a big influence on you so far in your football career. Yeah, no doubt. With the way I was raised, and you know the way my uh, my parents raised me, my grandparents. Um, I just I, I never was afraid of you know getting my nose dirty and you know getting to the grind, and uh, that helped me along my journey. You know, especially going to junior college and uh, you know getting D one scholarship out of that. And uh, it's helped me along, you know, along the way, just, you know, never giving up and just always believing in your abilities and what you can do. And uh, hard work gets you get you a lot of places and gets you very far. You know, just I'm a prime example. Now, uh, you were lightly recruited coming out of high school. I believe your senior year, if my research is not steered me wrong here, you went 2-8 and eight, uh, your senior year at Bryant High School. Uh, I was away from the program. I, I was around the program for a, for a few years. And uh, I got away from it, and I hadn't been around. But my cousin, Dwayne LaVale, says, man, he said, this kid, Ron LaForce, plays for Bryant. He said, I don't know where he's going to go, but this kid can play. And here we are today. Yep, yep. Uh, And, you know, just the support back home, you know, guys like Dwayne and a lot of family and friends, you know, around there, they they supported me the whole way. You know, they've been been on the bandwagon. I, I couldn't thank them enough for, you know, being behind me and uh, always believing in what I could do because, you know, I guess you, you need a little bit of that support, but, uh, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. And um, it's brought me to where I am, 
and I just feel like, you know, the success I had at every level I've been, you know, it's it's always come, you know, pretty natural to me, and so I, I just don't understand why it stopped now. You went to JUCO out in California, I believe, uh, with former high school teammate uh, Connor Kramer. Uh, talk about your time out there uh, in JUCO. Um, you know, JUCO is definitely a grind, I think, even just being in that, you know, off of, you know, just where I've come from is all guys that come out of junior college, I feel like have that, you know, sort of like dog, as I can say, you know, in them. And um, I feel like they just know how to grind because when you're in JUCO, you know, you get you get different, you know, scholarships and stuff to go to school there, but you're really kind of out there on your own, and you kind of got to, you know, you got to work out on your own. You got to do, do your own meals, do stuff like that. And it kind of grows you as a person and teaches you how to, you know, become kind of an adult, you know, at that early age of college. And um, I feel like that helped me once I got to my university because I just – they put me on, you know, a better plan than what, you know, the junior college have. But just being – you know, used to being able to do it myself, uh, it was just kind of easier for me to, you know, just flow into a program like that and be able to succeed in it. Um, coming out of JUCO, you know, especially having a teammate like Connor Kramer out of there, it, it kind of helped me knowing somebody out there. And uh, me and him, you know, have always been buds, you know, since early in high school. And so it, it was definitely good to have somebody I knew, you know, a familiar face out there to kind of go through it with me. And uh, he ended up, you know, going to New Mexico State as well so we kind of you know carried out the grind together and uh carried out a dream you know we, we've talked about since we was 14 15 years old and um even though he's not you know in the game anymore right now i feel like he's kind of you know vicariously living through me with the journey i'm on right now and uh he supported me the whole way as well i, I talked to him just about every day all right you had to sit you had Good success at JUCO. Uh, what were your uh, options from there? I know you ultimately chose New Mexico State, but were there other options, or was or was that the main bag with Connor there? Uh, I had South Alabama, uh, which is in the hometown mobile. Um, I actually went on a visit, you know, right before I chose New Mexico State, and I was kind of leaning towards New Mexico State with uh, Connor already being there. You know, I kind of just wanted to, you know, go finish it out with him. Um, but I, I definitely considered South Alabama, you know, especially being in hometown family you know, come seeing a lot of games. But I just felt like I needed to, you know, play out of my hometown, you know, to just kind of separate myself from down there. And uh, I felt like, it, you know, it was a good decision for me because, uh, you know, with the successes I've had out in New Mexico State, you know, it, you know, God just to the right place I was supposed to be. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of prayer went into that decision, and uh, I felt like it was just the right decision in the end. You were a near-immediate starter there as a junior, 100-plus tackles, Sunbelt Conference Newcomer of the Year. How were you able to achieve that kind of success that fast? Um, I just feel like I believed in my abilities the whole time. Um, and, you know, just kind of coming out of GCA, you know, you get on that D1 field and, and in the back of your head you're thinking, you know, this is this is the real deal, you know, especially going on to play, you know, Arkansas that year, being in the SEC. And growing up, you know, watching SEC football, you know, my whole life, I was really amped up for that game, you know, because it kind of just lets you figure out, you know, do I belong here or do I not? And uh, I felt like I've always belonged. And once I line up, it's just all about doing my job. Um, I I feel like that's probably the main factor in, you know, what, what brings success to me is not, not trying to think too much, you know, just reacting off 
of what you practice, what you've done your whole life, and uh, doing what you got to do. You know, whatever the defense tells you to do, just get that assignment done, and you'll make plays. Don't don't question the coaches. You know, just do what they tell you to do. They'll have you in the right spot, and it's all about making the play when the ball comes to you. And uh, just, you know, hard work from over the years and practice every day, I feel like that put me in the position to have that success, and it, it showed on the field. Uh, last season, the 2017 season, uh, New Mexico State gets their first bowl win in over 50 years. Uh, what was that like uh, being there for that? It, it was pretty surreal. You know, like you said, come out of high school, you know, my program didn't have much success. And even out in junior college, we didn't, we didn't win a lot of games. You know, we didn't go to a bowl game or anything like that in JUCO. And so my first year at New Mexico State, being able to break, you know, that, that 57-year bowl drought, which is uh, – just an amazing, you know, accomplishment. I think being a part of a team like that, being able to come together as a group, the camaraderie, and being able to, you know, get those six wins and eventually beating Utah State in the bowl game, it was almost like a like a championship moment for me, like, you know, never being able to win a state championship, win a conference championship or anything like that. It was just kind of like everything, you know, coming together that I've been through, it was probably one of the, probably the biggest highlight of my football career, winning that Arizona Bowl that night and uh, doing it for that fan base out there in New Mexico State because uh, they've been waiting a long time for it. Um, they was just <laughs> elated after the game. Um, all kind of fans coming up to me, <laughs> grown men actually crying, you know, saying they, they've waited so long for this. They didn't think, you know, the program would ever come to it. And so it was just, it was almost – if you'd have been there that night, I can't even explain it. It was almost like winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty crazy, uh, and I'll definitely never forget that for the rest of my life. Uh, 2018, you had a better year statistically than you did 2017, despite missing a couple games. What happened there? Um, well, the middle of the season, um, it was probably like October. I had a uh, – it was a – a knee issue was with my meniscus and I was gonna you know try to play through it because my junior actually played with a, a broken left foot for probably since the Arkansas game or maybe before the Arkansas game if I can remember and I ended up having surgery on that foot you know after the season and uh everything went fine with that and then I had a meniscus issue in my right knee in the opposite leg and so what the doctors were saying you know I might have been compensating on my right leg not getting much you know rehab time going into the next season on my foot and uh, I was going to attempt to play on it but there was an issue with the swelling they couldn't get the swelling down in the knee and so we just did a you know a surgery right away that uh, shaved that meniscus off and I was able to come back I think it was three weeks time because we had a little bye week in between there and I think I ended up missing two games um, and I came back for the last two, and so that was, you know, that was the problem there. And uh, you know, because I mean, if I'd have played them two games, I probably would end up with, you know, maybe 140 tackles. Who knows? Who knows? You know, because uh, I was on pace, you know, to to be up there with them linebackers and tackles around the country. <laughs> <laughs> um, your first three games of your career, you had three interceptions, but you haven't had one since. I mean, is that is it is it scheme there that keeps you away from the ball or something else? Yeah, you know, just the scheme and the, and the defensive calls. And uh, sometimes, you know, back there, defensive back, no matter how good you play, the ball might not come your way. 
And uh, I just feel like it has a lot to do with that. And, um, you know, maybe after, you know, maybe I guys watch film and stuff like that, maybe after those three games, maybe they stop taking, you know, those shots deep downfield, you know, with me over the top and stuff like that. I wasn't able to, you know, maybe get my hands on the ball just based off of film study. And uh, in the scheme, I played a little less man, man-to-man than a lot of people. So I feel like, you know, maybe the ball would have been around me more if I could have been in man coverage a little bit more. And so I feel like it has, a, you know, just a collective different reasons as to why I didn't get another one after that, which is frustrating as a DB, you know, because that's the name <laughs> of the game. You want to get your hands on the ball. <laughs> And I, th- I think that's why in that tropical ball that I played in, I was excited, you know, to be able to get my hands on the ball in that game. I actually had an interception in that game. So it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to ask you about that next. Uh, you double-dipped on the all-star circuit this year. You had the College Gridiron Showcase in Fort Worth and the uh, Tropic Bowl and, uh, Tropical Bowl in, in Daytona, where you were the uh, defensive MVP of the Tropical Bowl. So you, uh, you talked about having the interception in that game. Uh, talk about your experience at those two places. Uh, both places, you know, I had a great experience at. The uh, College Gridiron, I feel like, had a little bit, you know, more exposure when it comes to scouts there. I, it probably – I think it was 150-plus is what they put there, but it almost looked like 200, you know, something to me. You know, when you step in that room and you're getting on that scale, you're doing the measurements, the whole room's filled up with scouts, just about like five from every team. And so that it was a lot of exposure there, and they had more of like a, you know, a practice format. And so it was really just doing drills and the scouts really getting to see your footwork and uh, how you how you practice more than, more than less how you play in a game. And then at the Tropical Bowl, it was more of like a game setting. So we actually had practices, you know, getting ready for the game to be able to compete against another team. And so I think that was good as well, you know, just being able to see how you get up for for a game-like setting. And uh, a lot of scouts were there at practice during the week to watch us, to watch us play. And I felt like playing in both. I just needed the exposure because, you know, not being able to get, you know, some of the bigger bowl games that are out there, um, I felt like I needed to get there, get the exposure. And a lot of scouts, you know, that wanted to talk to me were at those bowl games. So I felt like I got the same amount of, you know, face FaceTime, face-to-face with the scouts that I was going to get at the bigger bowl games anyway. So I felt like I did what I needed to do in the in the postseason bowls. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Shrine and Senior Bowl, I mean, you know all about the Senior Bowl, but that that's a media circus there. I mean, just at the weigh-in, like you talked about at the Senior Bowl, there's – 700 800 people piled in a room I was one of them so it's 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 crazy there but I, but yeah the practices are definitely uh at those all-star games are are super important especially for uh defensive backs and getting to do those one-on-ones I mean those those are key yes sir for sure I feel like the one-on-ones is what makes your money because you know it kind of gets to see you know your athleticism and can you cover in this league today which is probably the number one thing for a DB you know coming out with the you know all the passing that's going on in the NFL, I feel like that's the main thing they look at, especially with safeties being able to come down on slots, you know, playing that nickel position. And you know, like I said, not playing a lot of man with the position I was in at New Mexico State, I got to showcase, you know, that that I'm able to play man-to-man coverage, which a lot of scouts, you know, hadn't got a lot of film on me there, and I was able to showcase that, you know, during my practices there. And I felt like, you know, I I really accomplished what I, what I needed to. 
nobody's going to question your tackling, that's for sure, just because of the sure numbers that you have and, and everything like that. People are going to question the coverage because of you obviously you don't have the numbers there. But they're also going to question your size. You're 5'11", sub 200 pounds. It's not ideal size for an NFL uh, safety. Is is this something that you can prove wrong, or or can you prove that? How do you prove that you can cover those big six five, two hundred and sixty pound Gronk style, style tight ends? Yeah, I feel like just any team that gets me into a you know into a camp, whatever team takes me, whether it be draft, whether it be free agent after the draft, I feel like I'm be able to showcase that right away because I'm going to be get, going against those big tight ends as soon as I get into camp. And I just feel like, you know, once I showcase that, because I haven't been able to, you know, just not being a much man-to-man. But when I was in, in man-to-man at New Mexico State, you see on film I come down on some of the bigger tight ends um, in the game, and I don't think I had a tight end catch a pass on me in my career there. It wasn't much film, but I, I can go back and, and pick apart, you know, the tight ends that I covered. Even the tight end at Utah State, the guy who's uh, coming out this year, I think he's a junior and he declared from Utah State. I, I think his uh, last name's Raymond Dax, Dax or something Raymond. like that. Yeah, yeah. he was at the senior bowl last film. week. Yep, yep. I have, I have some film actually against him. We played them twice, and he had never had a reception on me. And so I feel like I do have film to show that even at, you know, the 5'11", 184, 185 frame, I can cover those big tight ends and be really, really physical with them because I think it honestly it shows for my tackling. I'm not – my size doesn't come into a factor when I'm tackling. And so I feel like when I'm contacting them big tight ends and be able to run with them and cover them, you know, it, it'll show that, that I don't have a problem with it. And I plan on my pro day once I come in, I'm, I've been getting my uh, weight up, you know, getting my strength up. And I feel like my frame is really going to be filled out a little bit more than it has been. And once I get to that pro day, I feel like they're going to see, you know, kind of a whole different type of athlete. And then once I run my 40, which a lot of the scouts were kind of saying, because they, they seen what I did on the field, and a lot of scouts, you know, told me, they said, yeah, we just want to see you run on your pro day. You know, we just want to see you run on your pro day. And so I feel like once I once I bring that 190, 195 frame out on pro day and then I run that 40 and run a low 4.5, 4.4, um, 40, I think they're going to see that, yeah, this guy's athletic, athletic enough to play in the league and he can, he can cover these athletes that we want him to cover. Is it fair to call you a fearless player? Uh, I don't like to talk about myself like that too much, but anybody who ever sees me play, they they actually had a nickname for me out there at New Mexico State. It was it was kind of a joke between all the coaches, and it kind of stuck. They called me Psycho Ron, <laughs> which is kind of, which is it's kind fun, of funny. It, so it, it's 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 fun. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I'm going to play a clip right now. I interviewed your teammate Terrell Hankins at the Senior Bowl, and I want you to listen to. I asked him about you uh, after one of the practices. Let's play this clip. Okay. Rumbo Stars Deep Fried Draft with New Mexico State linebacker Terrell Hanks. Terrell, how you feel the first day of practice went? Felt pretty good, you know, get the pads on for the first time. Haven't really had the pads on since November, so it felt good to run around, fly around, hit something. I got to ask you, how does one go from South Beach to Las Cruces, New Mexico? <laughs> God's plan. See, they found me on Facebook. Really? Yes, sir. So they just reached out on Facebook, we, we like your film, and let's go. Yes, sir. Uh, you got an incredible career, three years, 100-plus tackles, seven forced fumbles, eight interceptions. Well, I mean, what's the biggest reason for your success? Man, God. I put God first. I let him take care of the rest. You know, hard work take you anywhere. What's the best thing uh, you offer an NFL team? 
I offer enthusiasm, motor, and good personality. What's the one thing you want to show that you can most improve on out here? I can prove on um, my ability to coverage, you know, and run to the ball. That's what I want to show, my knowledge to, you know, play inside the box and be good with my hands. I want to ask you about one of your teammates. Uh, I think he's an impressive player as well, Ron LaForce, safety. Uh, do you think he's got a shot at the next level? Yes, he do. That guy, we call him Psycho Ron. I love him. <laughs> I wish we had him in this game, but, you know, that's my boy. Ron is a great player. You know, any team that have him on his team, that's a lucky team. Terry, let me ask you, I've uh, been asking everybody this. Well, who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Iron Man. Iron Man. Thanks a lot, Terry. Thanks a lot. Thank you. There's uh, your your teammate, Terrell Hanks, there. Uh, he had a great week at the senior ball. Yes, sir. I, I was watching some clips on him. I actually watched the game, watched some of the practices, and he had a great week. Um, I knew, you know, going down there, I, I knew kind of what everybody else didn't know. You know, some of the scouts didn't know, you know, what type of player he was, but I knew the success he was going to have as soon as he went down there. And then, you know, all the talk about comparing him to Darius Leonard and all that, um, I just know he's going to have great success in the next level. Um, you you mentioned your pro day earlier, and uh, because of the buzz that Terrell Hanks picks up after the Senior Bowl, I would expect uh, your pro day to be a bit more crowded with uh, NFL folks, which can only be good for you. Yes, sir. Uh, I've actually been in contact with Terrell, and uh, he's been telling me, you know, just be ready for that pro day because, you know, all 32 teams are going to come out for sure, you know, on his part, and, uh, you know, just the different teams that are kind of, you know, wanting to see what I can do. And so his exposure is definitely helping me out and even, you know, some of the other teammates that are going to be there. And I feel like, you know, once you once you show your athleticism on that pro day, any questions that they had about me I think will be checked off. And um, I think it will be the sky's the limit from there. And um, whatever team I get on, I just know, like you said, I, they're going to be happy to get me. And I know I'm going to do anything I can to my ability to be able to get the job done for them. When is your pro day? March the 12th. March it's at 1030 in the morning, I'm pretty sure. Um, is there is there a defensive back or a safety in the NFL that you model your game after or that you look up to? I like to watch Eric Weddle a lot just because, you know, he's kind of undersized. And uh, I feel like the frame that he has, I think he's like – 200, 205, maybe. might be a little bit more than that. He, he's pretty bulked up. But he's kind of, you know, the uh, undersized safety, safety came from, you know, a lower tier program and had loads of success in the league. I think I think they're talking about him maybe retiring this year, and he, he made another NFL Pro Bowl just recently. And um, I watch him a lot, and I feel like, you know, a guy like that who can play for that long, you know, why, why can't a guy with the size I have with the ability to be able to pack on a little a little bit more weight now that, you know, I'm kind of getting older. I feel like the weight's coming a little bit easier to me. And um, the trainer, you know, Mike Days that I'm working with here up in Atlanta, he's really he's really focusing on getting the strength in the places that I need it that I haven't had it before, you know, getting that right weight on me, getting uh, the, the right supplements in me, getting me the right food in me. And I feel like once the NFL team sees that, you know, I'm able to hold on weight and uh, pack on weight like that, that there will be no – reason you know they'll have anything against me um what agility drill or 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 drill that you have at the um 
that you'll run at your pro, you'll do at your pro day? Do you think you're going to have the most success at? Um, I've done all the field work. Uh, I'll be good in all the position work. I'll be good. Uh, I'm looking to run a really good 40. Um, I'm hoping. I'm thinking four four. You know, four five. That's not acceptable. My trainer uh, that I'm training with right now, he believes I can run a low four four. And then all the uh, the cone drills, the five ten five, and the L drill. I feel like I can have great success in because I'm really quick with my feet, and so I feel like I'll have more success in those drills than I will in any other. And uh, we're also working on my broad and vertical jump, which is probably, you know, my my thing to work on right now. We're trying to, you know, do a lot of explosive things. We do pool workouts every week where I'm jumping in and out of a pool, you know, pulling pulling a sled in a pool, carrying weights in a pool. And uh, we're trying to work on that explosiveness so I can show, you know, in my vertical jump and in my broad jump, even though at, at 5'11", I'm able to, you know, get up there with them, with them big receivers and be able to contest the ball. How much will you embrace special teams? I am the type of player I will play any position to get on the field. I would do anything for the team. Uh, special teams gets a lot of players shots in this league today. You just heard the Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman. You know, he was talking about how special teams gave him his opportunity in the league. And, you know, he ended up being the Super Bowl MVP last Sunday. And um, I feel like special teams is your key in. And even as a, you know, as a rookie, even if you're a first-rounder, special teams is the first place you're going to go to. That's your way to earn the roster spot. And so anywhere they want me to play, whether it's being in the shield, which I doubt, you know, at my size they'll put me in the shield, but I'll do it if they <laughs> ask me to do it. I, I don't really care. Who's the, who's your best in, individual opponent you got, you went against in your career? Um, individual opponent. Mm, whether it could be high school or college. We'll, we'll call it college, for the sake of argument. Okay. Probably be easier to. Okay. Because I played some, you know, T.J. Yeldon and boys in, in high school, so it was pretty tough. Well, but. Uh, but uh, in college, um, the tight end from Utah State was, was pretty good, uh, the Dax Raymond kids. Um, I would name a couple guys, you know, maybe maybe a, a one of them tight ends from Arkansas, but I can't, I can't think of their names at the moment. Uh, they were pretty good. And then the, uh, the running back from App State was pretty good, the Jalen Moore kid. Me and him, yeah. you know, butted heads a few times my junior year. Um, and, uh, in my opinion, you know, I got the better of him, but he'll probably tell you different, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was pretty good when we played Appalachian State because they ran the ball really good in the fourth quarter to eventually win that game. Yeah, I, I tell it going back to high school, I tell everybody the best high school player I ever saw in person was C, uh, was CJ Mosley. Never saw, never saw a player go sideline to sideline that fast as he did uh, when I watched him against Bryant. Yep. Um, I was actually not, you know, in high school at that point. I was, you know, watching from the stands. I actually have a brother-in-law. His name's Jesse Goodwin, who played against C.J. Mm Mosley. And uh, when I watched him play, he, he, you know, he was insane sideline to sideline. And his frame wasn't really that big in high school. You would think, you know, maybe he was going to play safety at the next level. But, you know, he packed on that weight once he got, got to Alabama in that program. Yeah, and he was definitely insane. But another player I can bring up that I thought 
when I watched him play in high school, I thought he could have been played in the NFL that night, which, you know, you can't say that about many guys. And that was Reuben Foster when he came. Uh, he played for Auburn High School, and he came down and uh, played against McGill. I think it was like in the semifinals. I actually went to that game. Mm-hmm. And Reuben Foster was a man amongst boys on that field, and he, and he never got off the field any snap. Played all special teams, running back and linebacker. And he he would – I can't even explain it. He, <laughs> he, he was insane on the field. Uh, last question, uh, just – what what is an NFL team getting that drafts or signs Ronald Force? I mean, what are what are the, what are they getting in a player? They're going to get a hard nosed guy who who will do everything for the team, will never cause commotion, you know, amongst any locker room. He's always a good guy to have in the locker room. Enthusiastic guy about the game of football. He just really loves football, and he will do anything in his ability to be able to get a win, you know, get do whatever the team needs, get the job done. He will literally sacrifice his body, whether he's playing with an injury, whether he's, you know, just throwing his body around like a rag doll. He will do anything in, in his ability to be able to get the job done. We'll end this on a less than serious note. Uh, when's the last time you had some White House crap calls? <laughs> it was probably about I came up to Atlanta about a month and a half ago, so it's probably been about a month and a half because I got crab calls right before I left. It was probably the, the Saturday before <laughs> I left. I got some of them crab claws. It was a crab claw and shrimp basket. And, yeah, ain't, ain't, ain't no place in the world that's got crab claws like that coming down from the bayou. Never. You'll never, fi- you'll never find them. You'll never find Ron, them. Ron, uh, <laughs> tell everybody where we can keep up with your uh, your journey to the NFL. Yes, sir, for sure. I'll make sure I'm sending out uh, everything they can see. And, uh, you know, just follow my Twitter page, at LaForceR8, my Instagram page, RonLaForce underscore 8. Uh, my Facebook, you can find me at RonLaForce on Facebook. Any any of those pages, you, you know, you can follow and follow my journey. And uh, usually Twitter, the at LaForceR8 account is where I post most of my stuff. So follow that Twitter account, and you'll be able to find anything you need to know about where my journey is going to end. Ron, I can't thank you enough for joining me tonight. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Blessed to be on here. That was Ronald Force, the uh, safety from New Mexico State, uh, 2019 NFL draft uh, prospect. just a hardworking guy. He's one of my favorite prospects to watch the last couple of years. There is a personal connection there because we went to the same high school. So, you know, in all, you know, disclosure with that. But, I mean, he's he's a great kid. And uh, I, I hope he finds success at the next level because, um, yeah, he's like he said, he told you he works hard and double tough. I mean, the guy, it, I didn't even know, you know, he played last year on a broke foot and had over 100 tackles. It's crazy. Crazy. That, that's double tough right there. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast. And like I said, follow Ron uh, on Twitter, at LaForce, L-A-F-O-R-C-E-R-8 uh, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Deep Fried Draft, and visit uh, deepfrieddraft.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next time.